What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. I went to the doctor, and I told him I got a tickle on my pickle. This is episode 42. Uh, looks like the NBA might be coming back. Uh, we're going to recap some NASCAR and look ahead to this week's race uh, at Bristol, and then we're going to talk a little bit of the main, ev- main event for the UFC fight night uh, with Tyrone Woodley. So, uh, yeah, that was the biggest news of the day so far. Um, the NBA is all but certain lockdown a uh, a return date it's looking like july 31st is the return date for the league uh they're going to be getting all getting together down there in disney world and uh trying to get back to playing some basketball what are your thoughts on that that's two months away yeah so um well, yeah i guess it's going to take that long to figure out logistics and all that but i don't know i'm, I'm definitely excited to get to some um get back to the basic sports you know we came up on yeah i mean they got to give them time to uh get back and play in shape give them a chance to get back in the team facilities and all of that so i mean i feel like two months is probably about as quick as they could do it realistically i'm interested to see how a return is going to affect the start of next season if they're still going to start on time which is normally right around halloween um or if that's going to be pushed back a little bit i don't know um but there's a silver lining. Uh, I actually put an article about this on uh, the Neutral Ground Sports Network. So there's a silver lining for New Orleans fans because it appears that the NBA wants uh, the Pelicans to be involved in the playoff format. So it's looking like they're going to center that around uh, Zion Williamson. So whether that is a World Cup format or a play-in style, um, it's looking like the Pelicans are going to be included in that plan. So we were on the bubble. We were right there fighting for that eighth seed with Memphis, I believe. Um, So it's looking like we might be getting a free pass. And that's what I put in the article. Uh, The 2019 NBA champion New Orleans Pelicans has a really nice ring to it. So Zion Williamson could uh, shock the world. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, So they don't know exactly how they're going to do it yet, but no, a format has not been voted on, or I'm sure it's been talked about, but it hasn't been voted on. Uh, I don't think the date is set in stone either, but um, all the reports are leading up to that it'll probably be sometimes next week that uh, Adam Silver will go official with the announcement that the 31st is the uh, the return date. And then all of, the, all of the logistics in between then are, I mean, yet to be known, but They've still got to vote on the uh, the style of format that they're going to go with. Um, but, again, it's looking like the Pelicans are included in that. So that is um, pretty good for us, I got to say. I, I, I honestly I didn't think that we were going to catch Memphis for the eighth seed uh, if, we if none of this would have happened and they, they would have just played the games out regularly. So all you, got, all you need is a chance to go on a Cinderella story and uh, shock the world. But – I don't know. We'll see what happens. But at least now we, uh, I, I just find that funny that they're, that I read, what I read was that they're worried. They're worried about TV ratings, which I don't get at all. I mean, you could throw 
at this point, and this is a big going out on a limb here, but I would dare to say that the WNBA would have good ratings at a time like this. People just want to watch basketball at this point. And I don't know if you've watched the WNBA. It's it's tough to watch. It's really tough to watch. Um, but I would think they would put up some good ratings. I, I'm shocked that the NBA is worried about good ratings right now, you know? Yeah, I think, though, they're just trying to get the best possible ratings, you know? The weird, it's going to be weird. You know, they say, oh, it's weird fight here in the fights without fans. It's weird, you know, racing without fans. But it's going to be the weirdest is basketball without fans. You're going to hear every squeak, every dribble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it'll be cool to be able to, you'll be able to really, like, actually find out what yeah, goes then, on. There's so much more that people don't know about that goes on in an NBA game. Yeah, a lot of communicating yeah. that we'll be able to hear. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be interesting, for sure. No, yeah, this is an unprecedented time for uh, all sports, really. So, we kicked it off with UFC, then we had NASCAR come back, which NASCAR is not influenced by fans at all, so that... They didn't skip a beat. They're back like normal if they could get through a damn race without a rain delay. Um, but, yeah, no, basketball, it'll definitely be a more up-close and personal experience. Um, but I'm excited. I'm happy for LeBron James, too. Uh, I felt bad for LeBron thinking that he – I mean, his, his his days are numbered now. So, And this was – he's got as good a chance as anybody to win the NBA championship this year. And, I mean, they're number one in the West. So I felt bad for LeBron – thinking that he potentially had a chance uh, at another ring taken from him, which I'm sure if he if he does end up winning it, people will try to say it's tainted and this and that. I mean, a win's a win. You got to still go through the – he's not getting a, any free pass through the playoffs, and uh, it's, a, it's an equal playing field. So, I mean, I've always been a big LeBron fan. So, if Zion can't win it – I don't know, though. I don't know that I want LeBron to win just because I don't want Anthony Davis to win. Um, but either way, I'm glad that he's at least getting a shot. You know, yeah. I mean, you want to see the best players uh, be able to compete for it, and then you don't want to, you don't want the season to end um, without LeBron having a chance to claim claim the title. So, I mean, it's it's good that they're gonna gonna restart and all that. But um, I mean, LeBron James is one of the greatest basketball players ever played a game, and yeah. the, and a lot of people. Somebody made a good point. Who was it that um, – it was Austin Rivers, I think. He was saying that, like, um, he doesn't like to play against LeBron because LeBron's hard to play against. And that uh, looking back on Jordan, he's kind of immortalized because no one ever got to, got to play against him, so he's idolized a little bit more. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see once LeBron retires and all his accolades are stacked up and everything – how um how the next generation how the next generation him. will view him and i think it'll be similar to the way that this generation views michael jordan yeah i mean it's just two different players it's two different style of players i mean you can't really you just got to appreciate them for what they are too many people try to compare them and it's, they're they're different i i would i would venture to say that they're as close to being equal as you can be while being different but I'm always going to give a slight edge to Jordan just because of the six for six, never going to a game seven, always getting final MV, finals MVP. He's got a defensive player of the year award. I mean, he's got the list goes on and on. But LeBron's LeBron's list of accolades is right there. Uh, what he did with the Cavaliers, dragging 
Booby Gibson and Zadrunas Elgauskas and Anderson Verjao dragging them to the finals. I mean, at the age of like 21, I think it was, is insane. Never go. Jordan got to go to college. He got to go be coached by Dean Smith, one of the greatest coaches of all time. LeBron came straight out of high school and stepped right into the spotlight and never missed a beat, never messed up. I mean, cause people want to knock him for going to Miami. That, that was it's the age of the super team. Jordan had a super team like Jerry Krause built it, but it was still a super team. Scottie Pippen was argu- it was a, not arguably he was a top five player in the league at that time. You could argue top three. Uh, yeah, Dennis Rodman, the best defender in the league, best rebounder in the league. And if he's not the best defender in the league, then it's probably Scottie Pippen. So then, and he got Jordan winning Defensive Player of the Year awards as well. So he, I mean, he got him surrounded by three point shooters. It, that was a super team right there. Horace Grant. I mean, I, I it's just because he didn't have to form it himself. I get it. Uh, and like I said, I'll give the slight edge to Jordan, but I feel like LeBron gets a lot of unwarranted hate. I mean, what he's been able to do is pretty incredible, I got to say. Yeah, Michael Jordan was more fortunate than LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, LeBron went to the Cavs, which I know the Bulls weren't shit when Jordan got there. So Jordan, Jordan's the reason that they were what they were. You take Jordan off of that team. And I mean, they still want, they're still winning games. If you take just Jordan off of those championship teams, but they're not winning the titles. He was the difference maker in that aspect. But I mean, LeBron literally carried the whole team on his back, literally. And that first, when he came back to Cleveland, everybody wants to talk, well, he lost to the Warriors. Yeah. Well, Kevin Love got hurt. And so did Kyrie Irving. They were healthy the next year. And what happened? They, they won, they won the championship. Not only that, they came back from the biggest they came back from three to one nobody had ever done it in the history of I think all sports I want to say I could be wrong there but I know definitely in basketball nobody has ever come back from a three to one deficit until LeBron James did it so that right there I remember when that happened and everybody was saying it too like his legacy is cemented and then a year and a half later everybody it's like everybody forgets about that I haven't forgotten about that I remember living in that moment and being like like holy shit I can't believe he really came back and won this game he got the block on uh, Iguodala in game seven. Kyrie hits the shot and hits the dagger, and then that's the knock on LeBron. I want to say he had 40 in that game, but that's the knock on LeBron because Kyrie hit the dagger. Like, I, I don't get it. it it's and, and I'm sure people did the same thing to Jordan back in his time. I'm sure it was they nitpicked everything, I'm sure, just like they are with LeBron because you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. But I just – I don't understand the guy – if Jordan's Jordan's one A, LeBron's one B. I mean, I don't I don't feel like that's even an argument, you know. Yeah, and then um, Michael Jordan having Phil Jackson, you got to realize too. Phil Jackson did almost the same thing that he did with the Chicago Bulls with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, no, I agree. So six championships as a coach with the Bulls, and then he goes and does five with the Lakers. So I mean, you, you take that into consideration. The greatest professional basketball coach ever. Um, coaching Michael Jordan and then LeBron James never really having uh, a real basketball genius as a coach, you would say. You know, Eric Spolstra is certainly a good coach, but that's the best on the list that, that LeBron's been coached by. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that turned into a LeBron and Jordan debate, but, I mean, I could go on for a long, long time about that. Um, but that's, I mean, that's a topic for another day, I guess. Like I said, I could go on a tangent with all of that. Um, 
but yeah, I, I just wish people would stop trying to compare them. They're different, different mentalities. What, what is it? Different animals, same beast. Like the guy, LeBron James does not get the credit he deserves in my opinion. Um, but yeah, anyway, so NBA looking for a potential comeback July 31st. Pelicans are looking like they're in, uh, good news for new Orleans. Um, but we'll see with all of that. Everything is subject to change there. So, yeah, this episode of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. It is our new brand that we started. You can go to www.tngsportsnet. You can check it out. we got blogs coming out every day. Uh, we have our podcast. You can find Big Easy Bets on there. We'll have a new podcast on there within a couple days. Uh, we talked about it two episodes ago, the Frickin' Frack podcast. Um so that'll be out there. We have another podcast potentially in the works. Um, we've got a lot of big things planned and a lot of thing, a lot of wheels in motion right now. So go check out the website. You can like the Facebook page, the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Uh, we're on Twitter at TNG Sports Net, and obviously we're on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. Been there for a while. Um, and yeah, I mean, we appreciate the support along the way. It's been great. So let's get into NASCAR. We can recap the races. Uh, I think, what, we had two races since our last episode, and then uh, we'll look ahead to Bristol on Sunday. Um, it was two, right? Two races have gone by? Yep. So what was – we talked about – we already talked about Kyle – yeah, we, we talked about Kyle Busch taking out Elliott. And then – so, yeah, it was the race. So that was – okay, it was the big controversy – and me and Nick were kind of on opposite sides of the fence with it a little bit um, about Chase Elliott pitting in overtime with two laps to go when he was leading at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, I was fucking shocked. As soon as he went down pit road, I texted Nick. I said, what is he doing? We had Chase Elliott plus like 900, I believe. Plus 600. 600. And so he's going down pit road. I'm like, I immediately text him before he even got to his stall. I'm like, what is this? what is he doing? Why is he pitting? And I guess you can go ahead and elaborate on your point of view, like what we were talking about, and then I'll give my my piece on it. So, like you, I do agree with you that I that pitting was probably not the best choice here for trying to win the race at this point. But um, to Elliott's defense and his crew's defense, I think that even if he doesn't pit, he would have still lost, and here's why. Uh, the cars behind him, I think that those guys would have pit if he stayed out and then they would have caught him within those two laps and, and beat him. So he decides to pit hoping um, for another caution or hoping that maybe so, some of those other guys will pit. Some of the guys to pit were Martin Truex mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys pit. Um I think Kyle Busch finished fifth and Martin Truex finished seventh. But um I think Truex might have got sixth. I think they said he was right outside the top five. Yeah, I think um I could be wrong. So Kevin Harvick was right behind Kyle Busch, I'm pretty sure. And then I think it was Martin Truex. Cause yeah. I had a bet going on and I thought I bet Kyle Busch to beat Kevin Harvick, but I accidentally bet Kevin Harvick to beat Kyle Busch. Oh really? And I ended up losing. Yeah, you had uh, Kyle Busch fourth, Kevin Harvick fifth, okay, Truex sixth. Yeah, so um, Kevin Harvick was right behind Kyle Busch, and then Kyle Busch was right behind Chase Elliott. Actually, oh shit, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of the Jimmy Johnson. Um, so I was right. It's because of the Jimmy Johnson cancellation. So that's why, because I knew I heard that Truex got six, and that's why they said he got six. It's because Jimmy Johnson got DQ'd. Yeah, and that screwed me too because I had two matchup bets with Jimmy Johnson that he won at the end of the night, but once they inspected his car, he was disqualified. But going back to the Chase Elliott thing, the reason why I wasn't as mad, like I had money on Chase Elliott, and I wasn't as mad because I think he would have lost either way. But, uh, yeah, certainly at that point. But, I that, think, but that's what we were talking about, though. So, I mean, you don't think anybody else would have pit? You think everybody else would have stayed out and he would have went from first to, like, 20th? I think there was 20 people in the lead lap. You or No, no, you're saying, okay, so you're saying if he would have stayed out that you think he would have lost. So you think that everybody else would have pit, I guess is what I'm saying? Well, if you look at... Um, because he dropped when from he first pit, to 13th. I think he went to 11th. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think that enough people would have pit in between those those things and it would have put him at a disadvantage. Because I think it was Alex Bowman earlier in the night who did the same, tried to do the same thing and it did not work. And then that's what they, they've been saying that the last, really the whole season, that the clean air is what you want. The clean air is what, what everybody's fighting for. You get out front, you get that clean air, car starts running, can run optimal. Um, and then that, I don't know. I just, and then actually, I don't know who the announcer is. Um, last night was saying that he was, he couldn't believe it. Like that he went and pit and, uh, which is what I heard the guy saying, that night as he was going down pit road, they're like, what, what is he doing? Um, I just don't get it. You have, you have the lead. We watched Matt DiBenedetto get the lead cause he stayed out and he fought people off for four laps and kept the lead for a while. And Jeff Gordon was talking about how like he was super impressed with Matt DiBenedetto's driving and how he fought him off and held the lead for as long as he did. Chase Elliott's a much better driver than Matt DiBenedetto and he's got a faster car. So, I, I just don't – I just feel like you relinquish your chances right there. Keselowski stayed out and then went wire to wire for those two laps, um, and it really wasn't even close. I mean, I know Elliott made that push, but he wasn't he wasn't anywhere near Keselowski to, to really, like, make him – like, to really fight him off for the uh, – Yeah, but he – The but lead. My point is that since – I think that the gap in between fresh tires and old tires from first to the first person with fresh tires would have been narrower than it were because I think more people would have pit if if Elliott would have stayed out. So, I mean, maybe he would have won. I don't know. But, yeah, I definitely do agree that clean air is more important than tires at that point. But I don't know exactly what their guys were thinking. You could tell once the caution came out that his crew was mad. They put the camera on him and they were disappointed but yeah they probably did make a mistake but I'm not so sure that he would have won the race if he would have stayed out anyway yeah I don't know I just feel like you got the lead with two laps you don't uh you don't relinquish it in my opinion but because even Jimmy Johnson said they were debating through the microphone whether because Jimmy Johnson was in third at that point mm -hmm. and him and his crew were debating whether he would come in for two fresh tires and it looked like he may have about to come in, but he decided not to when Chase Elliott went in. So yeah, I mean, uh, it looked like for the most part, the people behind Chase Elliott were going to do the exact opposite of him. 
Yeah, I'm sure they were, but I just feel like you fight them off. The Benedetto fought them off for four laps. You can fight them off. It's only two. So I, I if I'm the crew chief, if I'm the crew chief, I'm telling him stay out 100, percent and uh, trying to figure it out from there. But nonetheless, uh, he wound up. He won a truck series race. Uh, I think it was two days later, and then he just won again last night. Uh, finally, um, kind of broke the seal on this season. Uh, he's been extremely close. Bad luck with Kyle Busch. Bad decision. Uh, pits loses what should looked like was going to be a win and then caps it off with a uh, third times a charm and gets the win last night. So I did not bet on him. So wasn't super thrilled about that. Ricky Stenhouse jr. Looked like he was going to try to shock the world. Where'd he finish at plus 10,000, uh, probably seventh or eighth, but he was up there in third for a while with only a few laps to go. Yeah. I saw he finished up there. I mean, he was in third and he was moving, um, with only a few laps to go, but didn't get it done. Plus 10,000 odds would have been incredible. Um, but yeah, so Chase Elliott finally cashes in, can kind of get that monkey off of his back. Um, and then we got Bristol on Sunday. Uh, for those who don't know, I want to say Bristol is the shortest track in NASCAR. Um, I dominate it in NASCAR heat four. It's not even close. Um, very short track. I don't know what it is. Half a mile? Who knows? Quarter mile? Probably, yeah, even less than a half a mile. But, so what are the odds for uh, Sunday? I'm not going to lie. I want to preface all of this with I'm fucking tired of it only being NASCAR and UFC to bet on. I'm so ready for the core sports to come back. Football, basketball, shit. I'll take baseball. I'll take fucking hockey. Hockey's looking at coming back. Um strictly straight into the playoffs. So I'll bet on hockey. I'm so tired of betting on shit like NASCAR and UFC. I just wanted to get that out there. Um, I want to go into these bets feeling like it's a guarantee. But now that that's off my chest, um, what are the odds looking like for Sunday at Bristol? Um, The big favorites, Kyle Busch here. Really? Plus 350. Plus three fifty, and the reason why is because Kyle Busch wins here a lot. Um, so they usually race here twice a year. Mm-hmm. In two thousand seventeen, Kyle Busch won here. Um, in two thousand eighteen, he also won, and then in two thousand nineteen, he he won as well. So so he wins it all the time. <laughs> yeah, but um, Kurt Busch has won it. He won it in two thousand eighteen. The last time they race here, actually, Denny Hamlin won it. Yeah. And Denny Hamlin's won it a couple of times at least. Um, yeah, but I know Hamlin's got his crew chief and his uh, yeah, that's car a chief. Good point. He's got a bunch of people suspended because of the uh, the tungsten fell out of the back of his car. Um, but, I mean, he, he made a good push um, last night. So, I mean, I don't know how much that really affects you. I'm not going to lie. but Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it seems like it does matter a lot. Because uh, you have drivers that may be better with better cart with better crew chiefs and crews and stuff, but yeah, because I mean that's what half of it is. Is it's half. It seems like it's half driving and half Strategy. making adjustments on, on the car to make it go faster and make it yeah drive more efficiently. So, um, so who is who? Who all are you taking and uh? 
who is your favorite? I mean, well, I know it looks hard to go against Kyle Busch. Yeah, I'm probably Kyle Busch is starting seventh. So good thing to mention here is uh, out of like. In 2016, Kevin Harvick won this race starting 24th. But other than that, nobody has won this race outside of the top 20 since uh, 2004. Mm -hmm. Dale Earnhardt Jr. won it starting 30th. Mm -hmm. So um, it looks like it's definitely safer to place your bets with uh, in the first half of that top 20. Yeah. And um, so that's where I'm – I'm really trying to stick to my bets. If I had three guys to bet on, that uh, of course you got to go with Kyle Busch here, just because he's won three out of the last five. How good he is! Um, Joey Logano's won here a while back. I would put a bet on him because you're getting plus seven fifty. Uh, Brad Keselowski starting in first place. Uh, he's plus twelve hundred. And then if I had to choose a fourth guy, I mean, this is where it got tough for me because, I mean, you could always go back to Chase Elliott. He's plus eight hundred, but um, and he's one of the best. Go back to back though. Yeah, but I mean, you look at it. He should have won how many in a row by by now? He should have won potentially three. Both the races at Charlotte. Potentially three. Yes, I mean, and uh, Chase Elliott is starting. Up there too. He's probably at like eight, eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would probably go with Kyle Bush as well. Uh, definitely Joey Logano as well. I like Logano. I had money on him last night. Um, I would consider Alex Bowman. Um, depending on the odds, I actually haven't looked at his odds yet, but I want to say he's starting around the top ten. Um, I only looked at it for a second. I'm not gonna lie to he's you. He's starting at eleven. Okay, yeah, I'd probably take Alex Bowman. He's been running good lately. Um, got unfortunate uh, turn of events for him last night, but it is what it is. Um, and then you always got to keep an eye on Ricky. I mean, I feel like I've bet on Ricky Stenhouse Jr. so many times that at this point, when you don't bet on him, he's going to win. So yeah, it's just, This is like such an odd racetrack. Yeah. So, so short, and then it's like going to be so crowded. So I don't know about I don't know if I'm probably going to have to put some money on Stenhouse, but I don't know if you'll be able to navigate through all that. Yeah, who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, I like Kyle Busch. I like Logano. And then uh, probably Alex Bowman. Those would be my top three. So what's Bowman sitting at odds-wise? Uh, 20 to 1, I which like is pretty it. damn good. Yeah, that's good odds. Um. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. It'll definitely be uh, exciting to watch. Definitely a unique track. Um, you got anything more before we move on to the uh, fight night? Uh, no, just I'll just recap mine real quick. I'm going with Kyle Busch as well, Joy Logano, same as Logan. And then the third guy that I'm going to take a look at is Brad Keselowski starting in first place. So uh, that's always an advantage. All right. So, like I said, I am ready for other sports to come back, but this is Big Easy Bets, so we keep trying to hand out Big Easy Bets. I want to say, I mean, shit, we uh, how many races has there been? Six races this year, and we've picked like four winners. So, uh, pretty, I mean, we should have had winners on damn near every, lot of every them. race, damn near. Uh, yeah, no, so this isn't even our forte, and we're out here handing them out. So, 
But all right, UFC fight night tomorrow. You got Tyron Tyron Woodley uh, coming back. Who's he taking on? Gilbert Burns. So I don't know for those who don't know the backstory on Tyron Woodley. Um, all the potential in the world. Getting old now. Uh, mediocre rapper, but he focuses a lot of his time on his rap career. Um, I think he's on his way out the door. I, I honestly, I can't stand Tyron Woodley. A lot of people put him in the conversation of like the greatest of all time in his division. Um, and may I've even heard, I think I even heard some outlandish statements of like overall, um, they're out of their fucking minds. This guy, he never shows up to fight. He does like every four fights he shows up to fight. And then he, those other fights, he just sits there and it's like, he doesn't even want to be there. So I don't like him. I'm not a fan of the guy. I don't think he's an exciting fighter. Uh, I mean, he looks like the prototypical fighter. If you could make a guy on UFC, the video game, like you would make Tyron Woodley. Uh, he's absolutely shredded. But, I mean, he just, I don't know. He, he looks like he'd rather be making shitty rap music than getting in the octagon. So, you got to know, you got to remember what got you there. And uh, clearly, he's lost sight of that. So, I'm going to take Gilbert Burns here. What are the odds on Burns plus 140? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I'm going to take Burns. Um, and really, that's the only fight that I'm going to bet on on this card. Uh, the UFC is just too wishy-washy with when it goes to the judges. Um, I, I mean, I like to think I I know how to assess a fight. And, uh, I mean, judging by the public reaction on some of these fights that I have in mind, like, we feel the same way, but some of these judges just throw out something out of left field. I'm like, where the fuck are you coming up with that? Like how, how is it a unanimous decision when I have the other guy win in two out of three rounds? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. So I feel like it gets left up in the hands of the judges too much. And there's too many head scratching decisions to continue to risk money on it, uh, at least on the whole card. So I will only be betting on this one fight and I'm going to take Gilbert Burns to, uh, take out Tyron Woodley and I might look at some prop bets, maybe sprinkle in like a finish here and there, see what, uh, what the odds are looking like with that. But I don't, I don't feel good on anything yet to, uh, put my name behind it. But so who, who do you like in this one? When you look at both of these fighters, they're both kind of similar in their, uh, explosiveness. And Gilbert Burns is up and coming, right? Like he's, yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's, I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty sure he's um, 33 years old. Tyron Woodley's 38. Yeah. So, so Gilbert not, Burns not really has an... Ev- coming, but yeah. Well, I mean, in the mid-30s is, is really your prime. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's 33. The big thing about Gilbert Burns here is uh, the grappling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good on the ground. He's good with submissions. He's uh, got Brazilian jiu-jitsu under his belt, so... Uh, Tyron Woodley's. Yeah, I want to say he's pretty good on the ground as well, isn't he? I want to say he yeah, but uh, Usman kind of did well, what he yeah, wanted yeah, with him. No, so Usman absolutely demolished him. So yeah, no. but U- Usman's a giant. So yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, it's a really tough fight to pick, but uh, you're getting good odds with Gilbert Burns plus one forty. So I would probably pick Gilbert Burns just because uh, he's he's younger. Uh, his reflexes might be a little bit better here. So. Um, Tyron Woodley's probably going to fight this fight a little bit scared, or maybe he comes out and tries to knock him out, but I don't know. Be, I think Woodley, the way he fought Damian Maya is going to be kind of the way he fights this fight. Um, but he's got to be 
ready on the feet because uh, Gilbert Burns is certainly no slouch with his striking. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be an exciting enough fight. It's more something else to watch again. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think that he'll, he'll be worried about getting on the ground with uh, Gilbert Burns because of the submissions, the threat of submission. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, so it sounds like we're both on Burns plus 140. Uh, do you have any other fight on this card that you like? I do not. No, but I'm going to watch. I mean, you'll, you'll oh, keep, yeah, yeah, keep yeah. an eye out on all these guys. No, yeah, I'll definitely watch. I mean, who knows if I like – I might get the itch and toss something on a fight before the main event. Um, all but, I got to hear is one thing. What? One thing that makes me think I have an advantage, oh, and oh, I'm yeah. going to put a bet down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, but nothing that we would feel good endorsing or giving out to the listeners. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that ought to wrap up the episode, I guess. Um, again, it's a UFC and NASCAR-centered episode, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. The good days are coming. Football's coming. Basketball's coming back. It It's around the corner. We just got to keep hanging on. We've made it a lot – we've made it a – a lot better than I thought we have, than I thought we would. Um, you got anything else to say before we wrap up episode 42? Nope, just excited for the news of the NBA coming back and probably going to be handing out bets on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, the morale will definitely be boosted uh, when we can get back to uh, the Blue Blood sports of uh, what we were brought up on. But, so, yeah, that will... That will uh, wrap up episode 42 of Big Easy Bets. Go check out the Neutral Ground Sports Network at www.tngsportsnet. Um, go like the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at uh, TNG Sports Net. Um, did I say TNG Sports Net for the – yeah, www.tngsportsnetwork.com. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Big Easy Bets on Twitter. Follow us. You can reach out to us if you have any questions. We'll get back to you. Um, and, yeah. I mean, I think that ought to do it. Everybody be on the lookout for the Frickin' Frack podcast coming out in the next couple days. And we'll be back to recap uh, these fights and the races. Y'all have a good one. We do.